Thank you, Greg. Appreciate that. Hey, would you give it up for the VP, Greg Leeper? And while you're clapping, can you make some noise for Jesus? Yeah. Our God. You know what? That was okay if you gave a clap for me, but I'm talking about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on, let's celebrate King Jesus, who's worthy of the praise and the glory. Yeah. Um, so excited to be here uh, with you all this morning uh, to share in God's word. Thanks again, Greg, for sharing uh, so much. Uh, for, thanks for sharing that. Uh, it brought uh, so much uh, joy to me. And uh, I also thought, who is he talking about? But anyway, <laughs> thank you for, for sharing. Um, we're going to dive right on in. Is that okay? Uh, Psalm 121. Um, Starting at the first verse. All right. So Psalm 121, starting at the first verse. Now, I'm reading out of the ESV, English Standard Version of the Bible. Um, I'm not pushing that version at all. It's just one that I use for this sermon. All right. So anyway, anyway here we go. Verses one and two. Uh, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. The psalmist said, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So, God, we pray in these few moments that we have together. That you would, God, word uh, my mouth, think through my mind, stand in my body to proclaim those things that you would have for me to say. Holy Spirit, I know there are individuals here who would need you to apply this text to their specific situation. And so, Father, I ask now that even in the midst of this time, that you would begin to speak to folks, that they would leave out of here changed and ready to continue the kingdom work that you have assigned for them to do. I pray this in the matchless, powerful, wonderful name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, I have a question for you this morning. Have you ever waited for someone to come through for you during a difficult time? Now, you got to talk back to me, all right? I'm from the talk back culture. Um, have you? Well, I have too. Let me explain. One day I was hanging out with some older friends of mine, right? And a guy in the neighborhood decided he wanted to bother and fight me for no apparent reason. Okay, maybe I said a few things that I should not have said to him. Well, he pushed me and he called me names and the dude was ready to throw down. You hear me? I was scared. My heart was beating fast. My hands were sweaty. Apparently, though, my siblings, all five of them. Yes, that's right. All five of them heard what was happening over on the next block. My siblings jumped into my oldest uh, sister's 1999 gold Ford Contour. Y'all don't know nothing about that. But anyway, they arrived where I was 
and they came through for me. And they saved me from getting destroyed by the neighborhood's tough guy. They told the dude, they said, don't mess with my little brother. The guy was extremely apologetic. If you only knew the relief I felt when my siblings pulled up in that 1999 gold Ford Contour, I mean, a burden lifted off of me. Well, you might not have an experience where someone uh, came through for you or a group of people came through for you. And maybe just maybe as I talk about my experience from a long time ago, you're thinking about your current situation. You might be wondering, not if someone will come through for you to fight off those who are uh, bullying you or a tough guy, but if God will come through for you. What do you mean, Joshua? COVID is raging throughout our world. And you might be thinking, will God come through and bring healing? Racism and division seem like it is at an all-time high in our lifetime, and you might be wondering, will God come through and reconcile us? Violence seems to be up as well, while many financial pictures seem bleak. A lot of us sense, if we were to be real talk here, keep it 100, all of that, a lot of us feel a sense of frustration, fatigue, and failure in this season, trying to figure out how to effectively connect and get work done. And we wondered to ourselves, will God come through with some reprieve? If I can keep it 100, 100 with you, actually 1,000% with you, I'm new to this job. And there are days when I feel like and wonder, God, will you come through? Will you come through and empower me to be the servant, to be the leader? You are calling for me to be here at NCU. So let me encourage you as I encourage myself this morning and tell you this, that God will come through. That's a good place to shout right there. In fact, if I was at my church back in back home, I would tell you to look at the person next to you. But because of COVID-19 restrictions, I'm not going to do that. But I am going to say uh, to I'm going to tell you to say to yourself that God will come through. In fact, say that with me. God will come through. Yes, he will. Our psalm is tailored to teach us this morning that God will come through. Now, this psalm is a collection of psalms entitled uh, Songs of Ascent. Now, these uh, Songs of Ascent were sung in three annual festival processions as the pilgrims ascended to Jerusalem. Now, this is where the name Song of Ascent comes from. The psalmist is encouraging himself as he ascends to Jerusalem. The psalmist had a set of circumstances that were unique to him, but he knew that God will come through as he ascended to Jerusalem. And just as God came through for the psalmist, as he went through the hills, God will come through for us. And when he comes through, you will first of all receive a helper. Secondly, you will receive a guard. And finally, you will receive a blessing. First of all, you will receive a helper. Let's look at the text. Verse one, uh, the psalmist declares, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. 
Now, the hills provided cover for mobs who caused great harm to travelers, causing the psalmist to feel a bit of anxiety. Tucked in those hills, too, was the holy city, Jerusalem, causing the psalmist to feel a sense of anticipation as he longed to be home. Therefore, both anxiety and anticipation occupy the thoughts of this ancient traveler. What hills are you looking at this morning? What is causing you anxiety this morning? Like I said before, perhaps it's COVID-19. You don't know if we're going to get through this. Maybe it's the election season or post-election season. Where are we again anyway? Maybe you feel a sense of anxiety as you watch protesters or as you watch celebrations. You feel anxiety. Maybe you're a student, professor, staff, faculty, SLT, and you feel that this semester has beaten you down. When you look at your hill, you might be like the psalmist and you might declare, from where does my help come from? You see, as the psalmist is traveling, a question came to mind. And that question was, from where does my help come? The help that the psalmist is alluding to is protection, guidance, and blessing. But the moment he asked the question, the moment the words were uttered, another statement came out of his mouth. And that was this, my help comes from the Lord. As soon as the psalmist asks the question, he is comforted by the fact that Yahweh, the covenant keeping, yes, I hear you, Maverick City, the promise keeping God would provide help to his own. The maker of heaven and earth. This statement suggests that Yahweh is God and he's sovereign over all realms. In other words, God is God alone and he is the sole source of help and strength. Unlimited power comes from our God because he is the creator of heaven and earth. In other words, if our maker created heaven and earth, he can create help for you. Yes, he can. This psalm is written to teach us to know that God is in control over everything. Therefore, we must put our trust in God to come through. You know, I was looking for a banging illustration for this first point to help me drive home the point that God would come through. But the Lord brought me back to the scriptures. Now, I need you to talk back on this point. Well, what do you mean, Joshua, that the Lord brought you to the scriptures? I'm glad you asked such a profound question. What I mean by that is we find verses all over the Bible that describes our God as being a helper when we need him the most. Yes, we do. Do you need strength today? God will help you. For the Bible says in Isaiah 40, 31, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Do you need some mercy or grace today? God will grant that to you. For the Bible tells us in Hebrews 4, 16, that we can come to the uh, throne of grace confidently where we obtain mercy and find grace to help us 
in the time of need. Do you need wisdom today? Anybody need some wisdom? The Bible tells us that God would help us because Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 tells us to trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Are you paralyzed by fear this morning? Don't even trip. God's got you. Uh, In Psalm 34, 6, it declares, I sought the Lord. And he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Are you struggling with purpose today? God will help you. The Bible declares in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. God will help you. He is your help. Know that help is not on the way, but help is here. We serve a God who is the maker of heaven and earth. Therefore, we can be confident that God has unlimited power to help us in all our situations. God will come through for us. Yes, he will. I wish I could say it like I feel it. God will come through for us. But not only when when God comes through, will we receive a helper? We'll also receive a guard. Let's check out verses three through six. He, verse three, says, he will not let your foot slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. The psalmist said, He ain't going to let your feet slip. You will not fall because God watches over you. But check this out. Verse four tells us, behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. God, who keeps the whole nation of Israel, will not fall asleep on you as he is guarding you, protecting you and blessing you. Yes, that's right. God did not fall asleep on Israel, and he will not sleep on us. You know, uh, Greg mentioned my uh, children, uh, Skylar and Zach. I wish I had a picture of them, but I don't. Um, My wife, Samika, shouts them. I think they're watching right now. Um, You know, I I wake up uh, quite often in the morning. Now, I'm a big guy, all right? And... Um, quite often in the morning, I wake up and my, my children are in my bed. Y'all going to have to be in your beds more often. And, and I'm talking to them. Uh, I, I, I asked my wife, how did they get in here? And without fail, she, she tells me that they ran into our room in the middle of the night because they were scared. I, I never really hear them come into my room because I'm sound asleep. I mean, deep, good old fashioned, deep sleep. You hear me? I don't, I don't hear them when they run into my room because they are scared. You know what I love about God? God ain't like that. When we, when we run to him, he will not sleep on us. 
when we need comfort and consolation, he will not fall asleep on us. He's wide awake with his arms open wide and he's ready for us to come to him. And here's what I'm saying, because God isn't sleep. You might need this this morning. You can sleep. That's right. Grab your grab your blanket. Grab your pillow. Grab your if you have one, grab your favorite teddy bear and go to sleep. Go to some of you all need to hear that. Take yourself to sleep. Because God's not sleeping on you. He's not inactive. He's not disconnected. He hasn't kicked the ball in motion and walked away. No, our God is wide awake with his arms open wide. He's saying, go to sleep. Get you some rest. Rest in me because I've got you. Does anybody need to hear that this morning? Maybe I'm by myself. I need to hear God say, go to sleep, son. Go to sleep, daughter. I've got you. The Lord is your keeper. Yes, he is. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The psalmist said the Lord will keep you. Just as the shade protects one from the light, so God will protect you during the day and night. The God who guards Israel will guard you. And he will not go to sleep on the job. Do you hear me this morning? I love the barbershop. Love it. I need to go Friday. I'm getting my hair cut. Hopefully that's okay, Todd. It'll be during lunch. Um, the barbershop is so dope. I mean, it's just dope. Just a little diversity tip since, you know, I am the dean of a multicultural development and spiritual life. And of course, I might be generalizing here, okay? Ladies, don't, don't, don't get me on this one. But if you want to understand black culture better, if you just want to understand, Go to the barbershop. I mean, they spend at least 30 minutes just talking about culture, politics, religion, and sports before you even get into the chair. Go to the barbershop. Well, one day I'm at the barbershop chilling. This, this little boy was a trip. He was a trip. I mean, this dude was a trip. One minute his dad would tell him, well, sit, sit, sit down somewhere. He's running around. Papa would tell him, sit down. And, just randomly as I'm thinking through this message, this boy busts out in a song. Now, I heard this song growing up. I don't know if you all even remember this, but he, he just started singing. He's got the whole world in his hands. 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 And I'm like, oh, snap, this drives home my point. God has the whole world in his hands. Some of the lyrics says he's got the mommy and the daddy. He's got the little bitty baby. He's got, check this out, you and he's got me in his hands. This song articulates what I'm trying to say, and that is God's got you. He's in control. He is guarding you. And if he's guarding a whole nation, he can guard your life. He will keep you. He will protect you. And he will do this all of the time. He will not sleep on the job. So God will come through as a helper. He'll come through as a guard. And finally, he will come through and you will receive a blessing. I want to be honest with this text. Um, there might be some 
Old Testament scholars out there watching. So this this text ends with a blessing. Um, let's hear what the what the blessing says in verse seven. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. Now, check this out. The Lord will keep your life going out and coming in from this time forth and forevermore. In other words, the Lord's got you forever. It doesn't matter where you go. The Lord is with you. Am I saying uh, that, that you will not experience any tough times in life? Nope, I'm not saying that. A- am I saying some of us aren't going to go through tough times right now? Oh, please don't misinterpret what I'm saying. What I am saying is that as we go through the tough times, as David declared in Psalm 23, even though I go through the valley and shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. God will be with you as you Go through. He will keep us as we are going and as we are coming. It's his desire for us to experience, as the Christians back in my church would say, his keeping power. He's a keeper if you want to be kept, is what the mothers used to tell me. As we navigate life, know that God is with you. That's the blessing of these verses, that God is with you. You know what? Keep keeps showing up in this text, especially here in the last point. So, so what, does, what does keep mean? In this text, keep means to watch, to guard, to protect. Well, well, let me, at the end of this now, have you help me brag on our God for a moment. Is that all right? And you can just respond by saying yes. Has the Lord kept you? Has he? Has he kept you? Has he kept your mind when you almost lost it? You can be real with me. Don't look at your neighbor. Look at me. Has he kept your mind when you almost lost it? Has he kept you foot pushing forward when you wanted to throw in the towel? Come on, somebody. Don't play with me. Has he kept you on fire when the world tried to snuff that fire out? You know what that, de- that declares right there, what that suggests? That suggests that the Lord is a keeper. And he desires to keep you as you go out and as you come in to protect you from dangerous seen and unseen. Governor uh, George Wallace on June 11th, 1963, defied the federal court by standing in front of the doors of the University of Alabama to keep two black students from entering in. He said, you'll enter in over my dead body. He was maintaining a system of segregation at the University of Alabama. The only problem was the U.S. government sent down U.S. Marshals to escort the two students. They said, Governor Wallace, you have two choices. You can remove yourself from in front of these doors or we can remove you. But one thing is going to be the case, Governor Wallace. You're not going to block the law of the United States, which says that you must not maintain segregation at this university. Things are going to change today. Now you decide whether you're going to get out of the way 
or whether we're going to get you out of the way, but you need to know you will be out of the way. Just as the U.S. government came through for these two black students, so God will come through for you. When God comes through for you, he gets things out of the way for you. He sends assistance from heaven on your behalf. And when he does, you will experience his help. You will experience a guard and you will experience a blessing. The reality is we have our own hills and we have our own problems. And just as the psalmist looked to God to help him through the rough terrains as he traveled up to Jerusalem, so we should look to God to help us. And when we look to him, he, we will have this testimony. God came through for us. Yes, we will. And in fact, some of us have that testimony right now. When you think about where you are and where you've been, all you can say is God came through. As I look back over my life and I see where the Lord has brought me from, I hear you Clark sisters, I think about being a first generation college graduate and all I can say is that God came through for me. It wasn't my intellect. It wasn't my ability. It wasn't anything that I had on my own. It was God coming through for me. Some of us, like I said before, should have lost our I hear you, Marvin Sapp, a long time ago. But as Marvin Sapp would say, I'm stronger, I'm wiser, I'm better. Why? Because God came through. It wasn't our human ingenuity alone. It wasn't, you all can come up, it wasn't our human effort alone. God came through. Yeah, you can say that right now. God came through, and he will keep coming through. He's going to bless you. He's going to watch over you because you want to know why? Because God came through. And not only did he come through, he's going to keep coming through and keep coming through. Don't let the world discourage you. Don't let your mind discourage you. Don't let your heart discourage you. You have to speak to your heart and say, God will come through. And when he comes through, you'll receive a helper, you'll receive a guard, and you'll receive a blessing. The word of the Lord.